Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. Belly up to the bar here. I am sitting here freezing, actually, in my basement. It is really cold here in Pittsburgh. Kids were shocked they did not have the two-hour delay. It was like zero degrees this morning when we put them on the bus. But such is life, toughen up, get there on the bus. I didn't, I didn't even have a bus, actually, when I was a kid. I went to Mount Lebanon High School. We walked. Um, not that you guys care. It is Twitter Thursday. We have a game tonight. We got the Ra- the Rams at the Seahawks. I don't know what to make of this game. You know, the Rams historically played the division and specifically the Seahawks really tight. Their defensive line led by Aaron Donald should whip the Seahawks offensive front. You know, so they don't have Jeff Fisher. First game without Jeff Fisher. Is that going to be a rallying point or have they cashed it in? I mean, a couple cliches to throw at you. Or are they just going to get crushed by Seattle, who's much, much better at home than they are on the road? Uh, got embarrassed last week in what I kind of called a perfect storm. Um, you know, the, couldn't have gone any worse for the Hawks. We don't think they're as bad a team as they showed. Are they going to come back roaring with the entire nation to watch them at home? I tend to think so. Um, I can't see as bad as Seattle's defense or pass rush has been, especially by their standards, and, and their defense hasn't been wonderful either. Um, is Goff and Gurley and a bad O line going to go bonkers on them? I, I don't think so. You know, and. Uh, check out my Twitter timeline at Williamson NFL. Uh, I just had a an article published about an hour ago, you know, right around noon here on Thursday, um, about what I would do from this point on if I were the Rams, basically. And it's a lot of O line talk, to be very honest with you. Um, so what are we going to see? You know, no Fisher. Seattle's coming off an awful game. I think they're a very proud franchise. I'm, I'm a Seahawks apologist. I'm, seems like that's getting me into a little bit of trouble lately, though. They always play Seattle tough. Seattle's, how about this? Seattle's offense at home averages right around 28 points per game. On the road, it averages 14 points a game. Fluke, I don't think so. I think they get, you know, over 20 points tonight, I would think, against the Rams. I mean, Aaron Donald might go bonkers, but 20, I mean, the Rams aren't going to put 20 points up, are they? The The Seattle red zone offense has been really bad lately, but so is the Rams red zone defense. <laughs> you know, Seattle can't rush the passer, but LA's off- offensive line is terrible, and Goff is probably going to be overmatched. I'm taking Seattle. I mean, I don't think you guys are on the edge of your seat going, boy, I don't know. You you think the Rams are going to pull this one off? I don't. I mean, I just think that the the Hawks are the way better team and are better than we saw last week. But it's interesting. Another note that happened was Michael Floyd was cut since we talked last. And for DUI. And there has been 
there were issues with him coming out of Notre Dame that I think were alcohol-related, from what I recall. I don't know if he has a problem or not, or if it's an isolated incident or whatever. Uh, it's not for me to decide or to discuss. Um, but they have parted ways with Michael Floyd, which is surprising because he's a good player having a bad year. He's been highly inconsistent throughout his career. I got the impression that Fitzgerald was a very positive role model for him, um, influence on him. And I'm not saying Floyd's a bad guy at all. But the, the key here is the Cardinals have a lot of free agents after this year. And this season's cooked for the cards. And Floyd is going to be one of them. So maybe they send a message to the team, you know, we can't tolerate this stuff or we don't like the way he's been acting or whatever. But deep down, they probably never were going to sign him anyways. You know, I mean, like Chandler Jones has to be higher on their priority list. You know, Calais Campbell. So, in terms of Arizona, I mean, it might hurt you in the comp pick situation down the road a little bit. But, you know, you let him go now as opposed to let him go a couple, a couple weeks from now. So, he has not been signed as of Thursday around 1. Um, my hunch is it's not like a normal situation where a bottom of the roster player gets cut and, you know, basically whoever offers him a contract next, you're just happy to stay in the league and you jump on it. I mean, if you're, if I'm his agent, I would think you handle it like he's a free agent in the off season and you field a bunch of offers for long-term deals. I mean, I don't think you just take a four week deal in uh, a new offense and learn from scrap to try to go win a Super Bowl right now. I mean, maybe you do, but, I mean, it's, that's not a quick acclimation process. You know, can't just hop right in there and be like, okay, I'm ready to go and start the next day and know the whole route tree and the, the verbiage and all the good stuff that goes with it. So I think you look at it, you know, if you're in his situation as, um, you know, where, where's my next landing spot as if free agency came early. But I'm really interested to see how that, ha you know, how that works out. It's a, a a different situation than you usually see in, in, in this league. All right. I want to tell you about our sponsor, BetDSI. Uh, they've been great for us. And then we're going to take some Twitter questions. Not a ton this week. It's probably the shortest show of the week. And then tomorrow we'll get into every game. Um, pick them for next week. But um, you got to go check out BetDSI.com. They're, they're, they're over 20 years in the business now. It's a top-rated business. They're safe. I play there. My buddies play there now, too. Uh, they have a great football special that if you sign up today, you get 10 bucks free to try their service. 10 bucks free. That ain't so bad. They're also offering a 100% bonus on your first deposit. That ain't so bad, either. Fantastic customer service. Fast and easy payment of winnings. I can testify to that. Um, tons of football and basketball and hockey and... Uh, UFC and, you know, wagers to pick from. One thing I recommend that I'm going to do a lot of is bowl game season. You know, I don't watch a ton of college football, and but I'm starting to really get acclimated to the, to the draft picks. So I'm going to pull out a list and the two teams play, and I'm going to look at them. I don't care who wins, but I'm going to watch a couple of the players, at least get a little feel for the draft-eligible um, stars. Put a couple bucks on Bet DSI on either of the teams, whoever I feel better about, and you know have a rooting interest in. I mean, that, that's a fun three or four hours to you know to watch some good football and with, with a couple goals in mind, and win some bucks. 
Uh, they also have live in-game wagering, and I think I've told, I know I've told you about this before. To me, that's key because you know you're watching a game, you have a real good feel for a team, and you're looking at them and going, "Man, my Bengals or you know, my Steelers, my Ravens don't have it today. I, I'm betting on the other team." Or, "Man, they look good, and the score doesn't show it yet. I'm putting a couple bucks down." So, I mean, the more information you have the better chance you have to be a, you know, a knowledgeable and successful better. Um, you know, you can basically play everything there. It's great. Uh, so go to betdsi.com now. That's betdsi.com. Go there and use a promotion, my promotional code NFL 10 and get your free wager and start winning today. Gotta love it. Okay. It is Twitter Thursday and I'm just scanning. Sometimes I, uh, pull my uh, cut and paste from my Twitter timeline. Today, I'm just going to kind of scan it. And, and since I asked for questions, I put a, a little note out there, uh, speaking of Steelers, that since, and I got this from Evan Silva, I heard him talking about it, that since the start of the 2014 season now, so that's all 14, all 15, all 16 to this point, Ben Roethlisberger's on the road is 22 to 22 touchdown interception ratio and I used to think that you know often asked about it here and people didn't even realize it around here I mean during like the 14 season or so you know the the fantasy geeks no offense to Evan but those kind of guys that do a lot of fantasy and really crush the numbers um you'd say you know maybe I shouldn't start Roethlisberger this week in my fantasy league on the road because he hasn't been as good and you know I'm a I'm all over the Steelers and I'm sitting going ah that's just a fluke that's too big of a sample size now to be a fluke. Um, it's been a big topic of conversation on my timeline, like I mentioned. And I don't have any kind of answer for it. You know, like Drew Brees is one of those guys that much better in the dome than on the road. Okay, I can get that. You know, they're they're made for the road. You know, they're made for the dome. He's a better passer there. Big advantage. Okay, you know, I met, I mentioned the Seahawks offense is like double as good on the home, at home as they are on the road. And that's dramatic, and that's a little bit much smaller sample size. But I can't wrap my head around why Roethlisberger would be that much different at home and on the road. Um, any ideas would be would be great. I'd be interested. Uh, my man Jeremy Clark, at Papa Clark, which teams toward the bottom of your power ranks do you feel are best to set up for a 17 turnaround? Um, let's pull up those power ranks. So we'll go real low. Browns, no. Niners, no. Jets might actually be worse. Jags at 29, maybe. Maybe. Very Bortles dependent. Very quarterback dependent. And I've talked about this before. And, of course, coaching dependent, too. Um, I think the defense is in place. Uh, I mentioned yesterday that their special teams have been really bad. You would think they go towards the mean, at least, on that and get better on special teams. What if they bring in Jay Cutler or Romo or, you know, somebody like that to at least challenge or instead of or in addition to Bortles? I think that's something that needs to happen. I don't think you can go into next year. I don't think you get rid of Bortles, but I think you try to correct them. I mean, that's the the, the next head coach's job, uh, main priority. But I don't think you can just so say, okay, 2016, we have him and Henny again. I mean, I think you need to bring in somebody of prominence, first-round pick, second-round pick. Quarterback that started a lot of games in this league. Mike Glennon, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, somebody. Um, so the Jags could turn around. 
Rams, I don't see it. Although I urge you to check out the article I wrote. Colts, division's pretty easy. Can they fix the defense? Yeah, maybe. I think the Bears will be better. I'm curious what the quarterback situation is. Although, Barkley's playing really well right now, which is shocking. So, there's not a team here that jumps off the page. I mean, Tennessee's all the way up at 21. I've talked about them a lot that I think that you know they're a real up-and-coming franchise. You know, I think Philadelphia's in that mold, too. So, those are two, two candidates um, as improving franchises. Miami fits that mold, too. That Tannehill injury's a bummer. He was really playing well. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. Before you lies a beautiful meadow. In that meadow, Progressive Direct has placed its auto insurance rates alongside those of competitors. You select the lowest rate and feel a great sense of calm. A great sense of calm. Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates so you can rest easy. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. All right, got a little sip of coffee there to try to keep me warm. It's freezing in my basement. I'm sitting here in a t-shirt and sweatpants. Anyways, uh, let's find some more Twitter questions. Well, the Steelers have something in store for Vontaze Perfect this week. That's from Shawnee Douglas. I don't think so. I think it's the other way around. That's a big topic of conversation here. Is is he going to be? Is he going to injure Le'Veon Bell or Ben or who knows? I'm kind of done talking about it to be honest. Um, who knows? I mean, I do think he's the dirtiest player in the league. I also think that he's calmed down a little. Uh, the Bengals are playing better lately. He's a good football player, not a great one, a downhill player. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't expect there to be shenanigans as there was in the playoff game. You know, the, the, to me, the the, the the Cincinnati season's basically over. Maybe they they look at it like it's their Super Bowl, and this is the last last hurrah to you know mess up the Steelers' dreams. I guess that's possible, but I don't know. I've been asked that a lot. Kamish uh, Wilson, at Kamish Wilson. Advice for a senior in college applying for scouting internships. Um, maybe it's too late. I mean, if you were a junior in college, or I don't know what you've done to that point. There's not a lot of information to go off of. Um, one thing I would absolutely do if I were you and I guess you could do it after you graduate, too, is try to affiliate yourself with your college team in any way, shape, or form. You know, I went to Pitt Johnstown. We didn't have a college team. Um, and I wasn't even thinking this was going to be my career path back in the college level. And if I had started sooner, I, that would have been much easier path. But you saw, like, when I worked at Pitt and Akron, and it was one of the things I did at Akron was, you know, get some kids from the college that wanted to help out in the equipment room or... Whatever they'll they'll let you do, be near the team, help the team. If it's washing jock straps, it's washing jock straps, and then you at least get to get the recommendation of the head trainer, director of football ops, any of the coaches, you know. And don't be obtrusive if you do there too. I mean, know your role. Don't go telling people you know you're starting the wrong quarterback, and you know just sit there with your mouth shut, basically ears open, and work hard. Um, because you are in a college, and I assume your college has a football team, I don't know, I would do everything possible to get affiliated with that team. And if you are going to grad school, the same thing. Or if you're graduating, maybe you can get some sort of paid position with them. Or maybe they st everyone's different. Uh, so 
get affiliated with a team so people can vouch for you in some way, shape, or form makes you different than Joe Blow coming off the street saying, hey, you know, I want to work for, you know, the Bengals in your scouting department. Like, oh, that's great, but, you know, what separates you? Uh, amongst the current NFC and AFC division leaders, who is most likely to be upset in the playoffs? This is from Mario Maradelli. So it was really small. I couldn't quite see it. But who's, well, anyone from the AFC South, I don't think will win a game. I think the Raiders or Chiefs could be upset. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's a hard question. What, what do you mean upset? I mean, do I, if Dallas doesn't win the Super Bowl, or they did they get upset one step of the way, or the Patriots? I mean, I, I don't think those teams are locks to moonwalk into the you know, Super Bowl Fifty One. You know, there's it's going to be a tough road. Um, I'd be shocked if a team like the Bucks or the Titans or I don't know, maybe the Lions. I don't know about the Lions. Maybe you know, if they won a Super Bowl or if they won more than one game, that would really shock me. I don't know. I don't. I, I probably shouldn't have picked that question. <laughs> Sorry, Mario. I mean, I'm not sitting. going to sit here and tell you that I think the Patriots are going to get upset, but uh, I give them a 50-50 chance of going to the Super Bowl. I mean, they're going to have to beat the Steelers or Ravens or Chiefs or. Raiders or somebody along those lines. Um, JJ Weist asks, are you buying the Bucks defense? For the most part, yes. I mean, I still think they need pieces in the offseason. They rush the passer well with Ayers and McCoy, Spence. They're very active, led by David on the second level. The secondary isn't terrible. They play very simplistic coverage, basically, and they keep everything in front of them. And they don't out-scheme you, and that's working very well. And they have some pretty good team speed. Like I said, they rush the passer well, very active on the second level. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're a good defense. I think they're an average to good defense. And when I say the word average, and I'm talking about NFL teams, that means they're 12th in the league to 18th in the league. You know, it doesn't mean they're terrible. I mean, it, that means they're average. They're the middle of the road. Um, so there you have it. Uh, maybe we will wrap it up. I'm scanning some questions here. A lot of them. Whenever I ask for Twitter Thursday, please don't give me, should I start Frank Gore or Ty Montgomery in my fantasy league? I will never answer that. Uh, that's about it. Not a ton of great questions today, I gotta say. Um, the... Atheist Missionary, he writes me a bunch, says, boy, I could see Belichick and the Patriots all over Michael Floyd. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, I would think a contender in general has to be the ones on him now. Um, signing him to a long-term deal like I talked about earlier won't be easy with teams that don't have cap space. Maybe I'm off base on that. Maybe he is just going to be a rented guy for the rest of the year. And the more I think about it, with cap space being an issue, I guess that's a possibility. Um, if anyone is going to get involved, they would have to view themselves as a contender. You know, like, for example, the Bears aren't going to sign him unless they can sign him to a long-term deal. And, you know, that'd be a good fit. You know, he's from that area of the country, I think. Um, yeah, I could see that being a Patriots move for sure. I mean, they have a ton of former first and early second round picks on that team a lot of talent whose career went 
sideways for whatever reason. And they have good success with those type of players. So, yeah, I could see the Patriots being a, a good fit. Use them in the Malcolm Mitchell role, perhaps. Yeah, I could buy that. All right, guys, that's a wrap. We're going to pick every game tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a longer show. We'll get a little more in-depth. I urge you to check out the rest of the Locked On Network and to drop me a line at Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL. Spread the word. Be well.